1: listen and enjoy today's program from lonesome road ministries church on the road give us a call we look forward to hearing from you
0: i keep those wheels turning from town to town there's so much i gotta see i gotta look around i got diesel smoke rolling From two crumb stacks My address is 408-414 Big Blue Mac Now it don't matter Where I'm going I just gotta drive
1: our life and we've got us a great program lined up for you today don't we dennis oh it's gonna be awesome dude so uh we're gonna get in the cab with these drivers and take off down the road put that thing in gear and let's rock and roll let's do it here we go all right
2: <laughs> mama told me about jesus Warned me not to sin Daddy told me about Jack Daniels Who was his dearest friend Daddy said the whiskey Could help to ease the pain But Mama said that Jesus' blood Could make me whole again I gave Jesus Sunday morning Jack Daniels Saturday night And I found out the hard way Dad was wrong, Mom was right Cause Jack Daniels took my soul And he almost took my life Till Jesus came and broke his chains And he showed me the light Blood and whiskey, Jack Daniels and Jesus Made me the man I am today Jack Daniels let me down And he brought me to my knees where the precious blood of Jesus set me free. Daddy told me that the whiskey was made in Tennessee. Mama told me about a hillside and an old rugged tree Mama told me how Jesus died for all the lost So I laid down the bottle and I picked up the cross Blood and whiskey Jack Daniels and Jesus made me the man I am today Jack Daniels let me down And he brought me to my knees. Where the precious blood of Jesus set me free Blood
1: and whiskey Darrell, how about one more song by James Payne? Go for it, brother. Awesome. Let's do it. Here we go.
2: Daddy loved the Lord, but he loved his sin. Had one foot out, one foot in. He'd quote the Bible with a bottle in his hand. Somewhere between a wrong and right Church on Sunday, bar Saturday night Daddy was an angel with a wild side He was somewhere between a church pew And a bar stool Yeah, halfway between being a saint And being a fool Used to pray at night. Lord, please don't let him die somewhere between a church pew and a bar stool. Son, that apple don't fall far from the tree I was caught between the whiskey and the cross Oh, but Jesus came and gave his life on that cross He paid the price so not one single soul would be lost Church pew and a bar stool. Halfway between being a saint. I fell down on my knees Somewhere between a church pew and a bar stool Ah, somewhere between a church pew and a bar stool
1: Log on to jamespainministries.com and check out his website. James is big on Facebook now and Twitter. He is getting into social media. He's got a brand new CD out you need to get a copy of, so log on to his website or look him up on Facebook and give him a shout. He'll be glad to talk to you. That's right. You know what? If I'm sitting in church and the preacher's not excited about what he's preaching about, why should I get excited? I got excited over this message. This is a message that uh, people will not soon forget. Oh, it's going to be awesome, dude. And you drivers out there, you're going to get excited too. And when you do, it's okay to stand up and shout. Yep, after you go on the shoulder. (laughs) And if you get excited about this message, give us a call. That's right. Here is James Payne. Uh, If you're
2: Turning with us in the Bible, we'll be reading in Genesis twenty or Genesis thirty-seven in verse five in just a moment. But let me talk to you while we're turning there about this year. I, I believe this year is going to be filled with greater opportunities than most of us have ever encountered in our entire ex- in, in in experience in life. And you know, one dream can bring you inspiration, motivation, and expectation that can result in changing not only a community, but a city, and and ultimately the world. Uh, Walt Disney went bankrupt five times. Henry Ford went broke five times. Thomas Edison failed 10,000 times in trying to create the light bulb. When someone asked him about that, he said, I just found out there's 10,000 ways not to do it. And that's, what, that's how dreamers approach seemingly obstacles. I want you to know Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 12 says, The eyes of the Lord are upon you from the beginning of the year to the ending of the year. I'm glad that God allows us New Year's where we can close the door on the last year. I don't know about you but I made a lot of mistakes last year. I must be in the presence of angels this morning. But I did a lot of things that I would do over if I had them to do over. How about you? So God closes that calendar and gives you another, another chance. In Second Chronicles sixteen nine, it says, The eyes of the Lord look back and forth, up and down, here and there, to show himself strong, In behalf of those whose heart is filled with Him. So if God's seeing me every day, He wants to do something great in my life every day. Psalm 65 and 11, He said, He crowns the year with a bountiful harvest, and even the hard places overflow with abundance. I didn't make this up, this is in the Bible. Psalm 68, 19, blessed be the Lord that daily loads us with his benefits. Now, if God's watching over me and God's wanting me to be prosperous and have abundance in hard times and he's wanting to show himself strong on my behalf, he's wanting to load me with his benefits, then bless your heart, I'm going to have mine. You know, every day, every second, every minute's filled with opportunity. You can invest that time or waste that time. You can read a book or you can watch something on television that won't change your life. You can spend time updating your Facebook or you can spend time with your face in his book. Satan is a master at creating time wasters That will occupy your time. But let me tell you something. Just being busy doesn't mean you're accomplishing anything. Do I need to say that again? I said just being busy does not mean you're accomplishing anything. You see these first two rows of pews here? Would somebody take it as their dream to help us fill those up every service? Because... In the back, when the producer on television looks at it, these seats are empty. It looks like there's nobody here. That's a bad testimony to those who are watching. Well, Brother Payne, we're not on television, but we're going to be. We need to start practicing right now for what God wants to do. I read an article just recently that said at age 25, 70% of people quit dreaming. Robert Shuler told me when I was 26 years old, pastoring a church of 40 people, he said, James, when people stop dreaming, they start dying. When churches stop dreaming, churches start dying. Sure, you may have a social club, but you're not going to have a church. I'm going to challenge you this morning to dream a new dream. And if you are a dreamer, I'm going to challenge you to keep on dreaming. Don't let circumstances dictate your actions. Don't let limitations set your expectations. Don't let doubt fuel your focus. I believe it's time to dream the impossible. I believe it's time to reach for what seems to be unattainable, and believe for what seems incomprehensible. If you told me at 19 years old as a drug addict and a drunk I'd be on the platform preaching this morning, nobody that knew me would believe that. No one would even imagine I'd preach on television around the world. Yesterday I was on Inspirational Network preaching. Got calls from around the world. But God had a plan and he put a dream in my heart 19 years of age. I wasn't raised in church. Nobody in my family was a Christian. Never heard a sermon preached. God saved me at 19 years of age and called me to preach. And I preached the gospel around the world because God put a dream in my heart. My first pulpit was the Dempsey Dumpster down at Piggly Wiggly on Saturday morning. Only message I knew was, You're going to hell. That first year I had over a 1,000 kneel at that dumpster and give their heart and life to Jesus. So I guess God saw if he needed somebody he could count on me, rain, snow, or shine, I was telling people they're going to hell. That's 45 years now and I'm still telling people you're going to hell if you don't get right with Jesus. Come on, I had a dream. Genesis 37, the first five words is all I'll read. If you want to read the entire story, read down through verse 11. But these first five words said, now Joseph dreamed a dream. Joseph dreamed a dream. And in this dream, Joseph saw his, he first saw hay bales kneeling down. Then he saw stars kneeling down. And this was his family. He saw 11 hay bales kneeling down, 11 stars kneeling down. It made his father mad. It upset his brothers. And if it happened today, he'd be on Oprah talking about his dysfunctional family. Am I right? But let me tell you something. It doesn't matter where you came from. It just matters where you're going. You can't change what's taking place in your life up to this moment, but you can change what takes place in your life from this moment on. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. You're going to determine what happens, good or bad, in your life by the decisions you make. I choose to be a dreamer. Things happen when people dream. Joseph was a dreamer. You know, sometimes when you have a dream, you encounter three types of people. Number one, dream haters. They're upset because they see a dream. They want to destroy a dream. And then you've got, after the dream haters, you've got the dream debaters. That's the people that try to talk you out of having a dream. And then you've got the dream deflators. That's the ones who want to poke holes in your dream. You know, before I continue preaching, just let me ask you a question. How many of you? You've taken time to plan the dream you want to see accomplished this year. About 10%. Where's the 90%? I I want to get you on board today, okay? I want to get you on board. You know, most of the time, your opposition to what you want to accomplish will come from those that are closest to you. Do I need to say that again? I said, your opposition will come from those closest to you. When Joseph had this dream, he made the mistake of telling his family about it. Now, I don't know about your family. I just know about my family. So let me talk about my family. When I told my family I was coming to Nashville, Tennessee to pastor a church and to leave my business behind, I can still see my sister in the rear view mirror of my U-Haul truck saying, James, you shouldn't do this. I love you. I don't want to see you get hurt. You're going to go up there and you're going to fail. My sister still lives in the same house she lived in when she followed me down the street. She's never accomplished anything. I've been around the world. Joseph's brothers took him to a place which in the Hebrew meant place of double blessing because there was two wells there. What he didn't know, they didn't take him there to be refreshed. They took him there to kill him. You know, people that hate your dream, they don't care what they say about you. They'll misrepresent your motives. They'll misrepresent your morals. They do whatever they have to do because they just don't like your dream. I'm talking about... Friends, I'm talking about family. I'm talking about people that you let it close to you. Listen, I don't have time for anybody that's gonna tear down anybody else. Are you are you out there? Don't come and tell me what you dissatisfied about somebody else. I don't have time for it. That's non-productive. I got too much to do for the kingdom of God to listen to your negative, <laughs> unspiritual attitude. Come on. You see, if you had a dream, you wouldn't have time to worry about what anybody else is doing. If somebody's always calling you, always trying to run, they they don't have a dream. Joseph's brothers didn't have a dream, so they had to try to destroy somebody that did have a dream, so they put him in a pit and told his father he died. How cruel can people be? It amazes me, and I pastored, as I told you before, for almost 11 years, and I kept a list of folks in my church I was going to kill if I ever backslid. Because, see, these people that have come and pat you on the back and and herald your praises, when, when they get upset with, with your success, then all they want to do is tear you down. I don't think God would be upset if I killed a few of them. I'm just kidding, so I don't want you to go off on somewhere. But you see, they put Joseph in a pit, but Joseph, would you help me here, kept on dreaming. Would you help me here? He kept on dreaming. Come on, he went to Potiphar's house as a slave and served him. And Potiphar's wife lied on him, but he kept on dreaming. They took him to prison 13 years incarcerated, but he kept on dreaming. The butler that he gave a word from the Lord said, I'll remember you, but he forgot him. But Joseph kept on dreaming. I'm going to tell you something. People that have dreams, they may face opposition. They may face problems. They may have difficulties. But you know something? They get up every morning, put their shoes on, square their shoulders, look the world in the eye and says, listen, I'm a dreamer. Do what you want to, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rise to the top. I'm going to be here when it's over. You see, because dreamers have things that non-dreamers don't have. Number one, they have drive. They don't have to have people encouraging them. They don't have to have people come and get them up in the morning time, tell them they need to go to work. They don't need people telling them what to do. You know why? They've got a dream and they're focused. They get up. My feet hits the floor every morning at six o'clock. It doesn't matter if I get in the bed at four o'clock. At six o'clock, I'm up. You know why? I'm a dreamer. I got things to do. I got to get before God. I got to study the word of God. I got business all day long. I don't have time to lay around in bed. I don't have time to watch the news. I don't have time to read the newspaper. Are you out there? You know why? Because I'm a dreamer. My time's running out. Come on. I got to do things for God. You can waste time or invest time. I have people all the time tell me, I wish I could do this and I wish I could do that. Pastor, I'm sure you've had people come to you and say, "Well, I wish I could play the piano like you. Am I right? But you see, what they really wanna do is be able to play like Brother Johnny plays without putting in the work that Brother Johnny put in to learn to play like he plays. And that's where the church is. We wanna move up God, we want God to use us, but we're not willing to put in what needs to be put in in order to position ourselves. God can use us. Come on. I'm telling you, we got a year before us and God is trying to do something with River of Life Church and he's trying to do something with you. But you're going to have to stand up and look the world in the eye and say, listen, I've been like this long enough. I've been where I am long enough. I'm moving forward. I'm going to the next level. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I've got a dream. (laughs) Dreamers have drive. Dreamers, number two, have desire. You know... I watch people worship God. I I, I shouldn't, but I do sometimes. You don't have a desire to worship. (laughs) Some of you can't wait to some... Everybody be seated. (laughs) Am I right? Dreamers have desire. Dreamers have drive. Dreamers have determination. One way or the other, I'm going to do it. You know, I was always small coming up in school, and there was a lot of bullies. Bullying's not new in school. Bullying was around when I was in school. And we always had this one guy, I'll never forget his name, was Larry Rowland. And Larry Rowland whipped me every day for five days. Every time I went outside the school, he'd whip me. And I kept coming back. And on the fifth day, he said, why do you keep coming back? I said, because one of these days, I'm going to whip you. Amen. And I remember the day when I stomped him all over the tennis courts, and Larry Rowland never bothered me again, because you see, I found out you don't have to fight fair. Come on, amen. amen. You see, when, it, when you got determination, you're going to find a way. You're going to find a way to do what, what you, you want to do. Most dangerous place you ever, ever position yourself is in the pathway of a dreamer. I'm talking about dreamers have determination. Dreamers have desire. Dreamers have drive. Dreamers know that you never accomplish anything without problems, persecution, and paying a price. Martin Luther King that was on the screen... I grew up in a society, in a culture, where blacks, African Americans drank out of one water fountain and whites drank out of the other. Where African Americans could not eat in the same restaurant where white people ate. We felt like we were superior to the rest of the human race just simply because of the color of our skin. And that's carried on from culture to culture until people today, even in church, have prejudice in their heart toward people simply because of the color of their skin. And if you've got that in your heart, you need to answer the altar call today and you need to ask God to deliver you because that is not of God. God created everybody. God loves everybody. Jesus died for everybody. And the color of your skin does not make you superior to anyone. Black or white, Asian, Mexican, whatever. But it wasn't until Martin Luther King in his early 30s got a dream and his dream was to tear down that racial barrier where you and I could eat together, where we could worship together, where we could walk down the street together, whatever we wanted to do together we could. I grew up in that black culture, come on. I grew up in that black culture. We didn't live in the projects. We were too poor for the projects. We lived down behind the projects, and I grew up in that culture. And we had to slip around just to be friends. And I got ridiculed by my family that was prejudiced and still is to this day. I got ridiculed by my friends who were prejudiced and are still prejudiced to this day. But listen to me. I had the same dream Martin Luther King had, and that is that you and I could walk down the street together, that we could worship together, that we could eat together, and his dream changed the entire world, what could happen if God could find somebody at River of Life that says, I have a dream to see every seat in this church filled, I have a dream to see the gospel of Jesus Christ preached to my community and my city what if God for one moment could find somebody like James Payne that'll preach the gospel around the world, what if God could find somebody in River of Life that would have that kind of dream Young people waste their life on video games, things that don't matter. We've got a good group of young people in this church. We've got a great leader of young people in this church. There's no excuse for our young people not to accomplish great things. How many of you know the basketball player Shaq? Shaq played for uh, Los Angeles, Lakers. He played for the Miami Heat, is that right? But you know, he was turned down for high school basketball because they said he was too clumsy. Now he's in a Hall of Fame. Do you know, Michael Jordan couldn't make the basketball team in high school, but became the greatest basketball player in history. Why? He had a dream. He had a dream. There's something about a dream. It pulls you out of mediocrity. It pulls you out of the status quo. It motivates you to the place that nothing can stop you. Joy unspeakable. Faith unsinkable. Love unstoppable. Anything is possible to a dreamer. If you ever go to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, there's a church there called Temple Baptist. And not only is, is a church, but they have a university called Temple University, and they have a hospital called Good Samaritan Hospital. And one Sunday morning, the pastor was talking to the people. And pastor, this relates to kind of where we are now. The pastor was talking to the congregation, and they needed to move. And, and they had a piece of property out by the interstate where they wanted to move. And they, and they just needed to, to grow, and they needed to you know move from where they were, but they didn't have the money. I want to say something here, and you need to write this down. Don't ever let your means determine your dreams. God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. God rained down manna out of heaven. God caused water to come out of a rock. Jesus caused a fish to swim up to the, to the bank. And, and, and give enough money to pay taxes that's the kind of God we serve oh come on Philippians 419 said but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory the reason you don't have more is because you've got too small a dream I was in debt all my life up until the time I was about 37 years old and one day I got a dream to be out of debt and I made enough in one year to pay off all my debt and I've been out of debt for 27 years that's my dream. Get out of debt. Stay out of debt. This pastor was sharing his vision. He didn't know. There was a little girl here, 10 years old, that was picked up in the bus ministry. She lived in the projects. Her mama was a drug addict and a prostitute. She sat there in that pew, and the pastor said, we need to move. I've got a dream of building a university and a, and a, and a hospital and a church. I've got this dream. We need to move, but we don't have the money here, said this little girl clutching little red Naga hide purse that she carried everywhere she went, all she had. She lived in the projects. She got a dream. She went home and she said, God help me to help pastor move the church. Some weeks later, they found this little 10-year-old girl. And she was dead in the projects, still clutching that little purse Inside was 57 cents and a note. This is to help pastor move the church. Pastor took that note to the pulpit as he preached this little girl's funeral. The news media covered it. And the man who owned that property saw it. A multi-million dollar piece of property. He called the pastor After the funeral, he said, Listen, I want to sell you that property. He said, Sir, we don't have the money. He said, Oh, he said, I know you do. I saw you preaching that message. You got, he said, I only want 57 cents for it. That's all. Sold him the property for 57 cents. Don't let your means determine your dreams. God can make a way where there is no way. God's just looking for people to dream. You know what they told Henry Ford when he invented the automobile? They said, Well, my God, 30 miles an hour? People's head'll explode at 30 miles an hour. That's what the professionals told him. You think that's terrible? Listen to this. 1842, Cincinnati, Ohio, at Christmas, an inventor brought his new invention. The next day in the newspaper, Doctors say this invention will be the greatest detriment to the health of humanity of anything ever created. Politicians got a hold of it. They passed legislation that you could use this device between November and May without a doctor's prescription. The city council enforced a $30 a year tax For anybody that owned one, $30 a year, that's a month wages, 1842. Many of you know what it was. It was the bathtub. What are you saying? I'm saying when something don't fit in your religious mind or something don't fit in your traditional mind or something don't fit in your small little mind, you resist it, you reject it, But in order to be a dreamer, you've got to be willing to color outside the lines, dream outside the realm of the possible. Come on, do something you know you can't do unless you grow. No, Do something you know you can't accomplish unless God helps you. God's looking for people like that. Listen, God's not looking for extraordinary people. He's looking for ordinary people that believe he's an extraordinary God. If he can find that kind of people, he can do great things for the glory of God. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Somebody ought to say thank you, Jesus. You know, you're going to have doubts, but when you have doubts, you've got to keep on dreaming. You're going to have family problems. I was married 47 years to an angel, but we had problems. I discovered early on the only place I was going to have it my way was at Burger King. You're gonna have family problems. Keep on dreaming. You're gonna have financial struggles. Keep on dreaming. Doctors may look at you and tell you to give up. Keep on dreaming. Joseph was put in the pit, but he kept on dreaming. He was lied on at Potiphar's house, but he kept on dreaming. He was put in prison, but he kept on dreaming. He was forgotten by the butler, but he kept on dreaming. Did you? I wish they could put the first verse of that song back up. I don't know if you even noticed it when you were singing. It was talking about this is the land where dreams die. I don't believe it's time for our dreams to die. I believe it's time for that chorus. It's not time just to survive. It's time to thrive. I believe God wants to raise up millionaires and multimillionaires right here in our church, pastor. Let me tell you something, honey. You only one idea away from being rich. Are you out there? One day it took me 10 minutes to write a song. And that one song opened the door and I made over a million dollars. So I don't have to preach for offerings, I don't have to preach for money, I can go to a church of 10,000 or I can go to a church of 10, it don't really matter to me. My schedule's not dictated by what I gotta have, it's dictated by where God wants me to go. You see, you only get there by having a dream. Some of you need to get a dream today. I was just a teenager, but I can still hear those words resounding from that pulpit by Martin Luther King. I have a dream today. That one day my four children will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the character and content of their heart. I have a dream today. I have a dream today that our pastor will preach to thousands. I have a dream today that our church will be on television around the world. I have a dream today that people outside of these four walls will be able to enjoy what you and I enjoy every time we walk through those doors, the Spirit of God, great preaching, love, amen, faith. I have a dream today. Look at somebody and say you gotta keep on dreaming. You can't surrender your dream to forces. There's gonna be pressure, problems, persecution and pain but you can't surrender your dream. You can't surrender your dream to fear. I'm telling you, I've been afraid to do everything I have ever done. The first time I was on PTL with Jim and Tammy, I stood over here in the corner, I was scared to death, and to make things worse, Uncle Henry came over and said, in a moment, you're gonna walk out there and preach to 25 million people. I almost fainted. I wanted to go home, I was scared to death. But that day, 5,000 people got saved. And filled out decision cards, 5,000 in one day. I was afraid, but I did what I had to do, even though I was afraid. You can't surrender your dreams to fears. You can't surrender your dreams to failures. Everybody in this room's had failures. Come on, failures don't disqualify you. I believe, if anything, they qualify you. Peter fell Jesus around the fire but stood up and preached the inaugural address to the church on the day of Pentecost. Listen, you can't surrender your life to failures. You're gonna have failures. You're gonna have more failures. God didn't call you because he knew you were not gonna fail. God called you because he knew you'd get up and dust yourself off and focus on the dream and keep moving forward. Yes, I failed. I failed many times, but I'm still here at the end of the day because I didn't quit. Don't surrender your dream to forecast. There's always going to be there, there to predict your failure. Come on. Well, you can't do I remember the first house I built debt-free. I, I even had the builder say, you can't do that. I said, why? You got to have a mortgage. No, I got a check. I'm not kidding you. I had to re-educate the builder. I never built a house debt free till I dreamed I could build a house debt free. I never got out of debt till I dreamed I could get out of debt. And I stand here today to tell you I've shared that dream with 80 churches that are now out of debt. And I believe ours will be 81, Pastor. I believe. Bless your heart. Amen. When that road goes through back here and this property sold, we'll be out of debt and move to our new facilities debt-free. I have a dream today. I have a dream for you to get out of debt. I have a dream for you to build a house debt-free. I have a dream for you to have God that is more than enough. That's in that chorus. He's not the God of enough. He's a God of more than enough. As long as you're satisfied with fixed income, your income will be fixed. Colonel Sanders was on fixed income. Only thing you knew how to do was cook chicken. So he started Colonel Sanders chicken when he was 65 years old. He was a member of Brother Rogers' Assembly of God Church right up the road here in Louisville. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I said, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Praise God. You'd be surprised what you can do if you try. You know? I, I guess I better close. When my wife passed away, December eleventh, twenty thirteen. We've been married since I was a teenager. 47 years I lived with an angel Those of you that didn't know her like I knew her You just didn't know what a woman she was Greatest Christian I ever knew I didn't want to go on I thought about ending it all I never hurt so bad in all my life Even coming to church I'd reach over for her hand She wasn't there What'd you do, Brother Payne? I dreamed a new dream. I lost my purpose for living, so I had to find a new purpose. That's what I did. Built Ruby's house. In India. A place where young kids whose parents can't take care of them brings them and leaves them place for them to sleep, not on the streets. Where they could be trained to be preachers. Missionary there graduated 2200 last year. You see, if you for one moment could focus on something other than yourself, if you could get a dream for something other than yourself, change your life i still miss ruby not a day goes by she don't stay on my mind she wouldn't come back for the world and i wouldn't ask her to she's in heaven she made where every one of us want to go <clears throat> and even after i'm gone jesus tarries kids will be educated at ruby's house and people will be wanting to know who Ruby was. And the missionary here, well, so he can tell them. And this morning, I'm going to ask you to go home and write down three things you want to see God do and you want to see accomplished in your life this year. If it's nothing more, write down, I want to fill up them two first rows of church. It's going to be my dream. See, because some of you need to change where you're seated. Because you've been there too long. And guess what? It's not going to give you a nervous breakdown if you move from the back of church to the front. Hell ain't going to freeze over. It may just be a better husband. God knows if you men knew how you would miss your mate, you'd be a different husband. It may be to be a better mother. It may be to learn to play an instrument instead of just listening to music. I practice guitar every day. I'm not good. I'm not. If I was arrested for playing, it probably wouldn't be enough evidence to convict me. But I practice every day. You know why? Because I believe if I am just continue to be diligent, maybe somewhere God will have mercy. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not a good player simply because I don't practice. I put in the time. It just ain't happened yet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes, he learned to speak Greek after the age of 94. Winston Churchill, who failed the sixth grade, won the Nobel Peace Prize for literature at the age of 76. I met a woman, TBN studio, Jacksonville, Florida, Florida, was called into the mission field at 63. She was 80 when I met her. She looked 60. Got around like she was 40. More excited than 90% of the church I've met. She said, I built two multi million dollar churches, I built two hospitals, I built two, two uh, orphanages. And I did it by learning to paint at age 65 and selling my paintings. And finance the work of God. This is my church. You're my family, like it or not. You may want to sell me in a pit, just like Joseph's family. I don't know. I know I'm different. I'm not a pastor. But Joseph was different. He walked around in that coat of many colors like Elton John. He stood out. If you're a dreamer, you're going to stand out. Come on. You're not going to walk like everybody else. You're not going to talk like everybody else. This morning as we close, I want you to write down those three things. second thing I want you to do is I want you to pray over those three things that God will help you. Amen. Amen. Sometimes I feel like giving up When my back's against the wall And I've had enough Sins try to pull me back to yesterday But I couldn't go back if I wanted to. There's a cross standing in my way when I see the blood running down that rugged tree and I think about the price. paid for me I find the strength to walk this straight and narrow one more day I couldn't go back if I wanted to there's a cross standing in my way when my hopes and dreams come crashing down And I search for the answers But they can't be found I just steal away And begin to pray I can't go back There's a cross Standing in my way When I see the blood Running down that rugged tree And I think about the price That Jesus paid for me, I find the strength to walk that straight and narrow one more day. I couldn't go back if I wanted to. There's a cross standing in my way, and I couldn't go back if I There's a cross standing in my
0: way.
1: It's time to get serious with God. It's not just your soul that is affected by the decision you're making today. If you have children at home, if you have a spouse at home, if you have friends that are looking to you for some type of leadership, Because you could take them wherever you go. And don't you want to take them to meet Jesus? Maybe your next step is just looking at this day and counting
0: today's blessings. Maybe the next step for you is deciding that you're going to place your faith and trust in God because you never have considered that as an option. If so, then that best place to start is right now and take that great next step.
1: All you got to do is pray a simple little prayer. It can be as simple as, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to do more. I want to be everything that you've called me to be. Take out my stony heart and give me a brand new heart. I will live for you from this day forward in Jesus' name.
0: of life lost without hope 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road in my hand was a track the preacher had read his words still echoing in the back of my head I felt so ashamed when i thought of my past then i called his name this chance would it be my last then i saw jesus hanging on that tree i lifted up my heart from down on my knees I met Jesus at the foot of the cross, brokenhearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. At the foot of the cross, brokenhearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.
2: Hello, Lonesome Road family. This is James Payne. I'm coming to you from the cab of my pickup truck. You know, we know that when we put a seed in God's hand, He always multiplies that seed back to our life. So, I'm praying that you will hear God and give liberally and sacrificially. Your seed will get God's attention. It will also get God's affection and God's anointing and God will multiply that seed back to your life. And then second of all, why not become a monthly partner with Lonesome Road Ministries? There's 8.7 million truckers that go up and down the highways of America, away from their family, away from their friends, in the lonely cab of an 18-wheeler. But through Pastor Gary's ministry, We can put a CD with songs and messages that will uplift that truck driver, change him, change his family, and launch his destiny. So you could be a $25 a month partner, a $50 a month partner, $100 a month partner. Every diamond dollar will go to touch somebody's life. I pray you'll hear God's voice today, and you'll obey God. And as you do, God's going to bless you like you've never been blessed before. God bless you. I love you.
0: Out of pittsburgh rolling down that easter seaboard. i got my diesel turned up and she's running like never before well there's a speed on her head all right but i don't see a cop in sight six days on the road and i'm gonna make it on tonight i got me ten forward gears and a georgia overdrive I don't need no peels cause my eyes are open wide I just passed a favo and a white I've been passing everything in sight Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it on tonight My law goes way behind. Nothing bothers me tonight. I can dodge all the scales, alright. Six days on the road, and I'm gonna make it on tonight. Well, my rig's a little low, but that don't mean she's slow. There's a flame from a stack, and the smoke's blowing black as coal all my hometowns are coming in sight And if you think I'm happy, you're right Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight I said six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight Look out, Mama, here